The Boston Bruins need to be more like the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's exactly where we're at, folks. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Friday, April 21st. It is a playoff game day, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Bruins are in Florida to take on the Panthers tonight, game three of their first round series that is tied at one. We're going to talk about how the Bruins can bounce back from a game two loss, some lineup changes that can be made, and talk about the absence of Patrice Bergeron. Before we get into all that, quick reminder that you can find the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at LockedNHLBruins, and you can find me my dad jokes and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. All right, let's talk about how the Bruins need to be a bit more like the Toronto Maple Leafs of all teams here heading into game three of their series. Now the Maple Leafs in game one were completely embarrassed by the Tampa Bay Lightning, losing uh, by a score of seven to three, I believe. Last night, they bounced back and got right back in the series, beating the Tampa Bay Lightning by a score of 7-2. to two. And it wasn't just the fact that they won. It was how they won and who stepped up in their win. The Maple Leafs came out, scored early and often. Mitch Marner opening things up within the first minute. He had two goals and one assist. John Tavares had a hat trick. Austin Matthews with two assists. Uh, William Nylander with one goal and one assist. Uh, Morgan Riley from the blue line with four assists. An emphatic response in game two led by their core players. And similarly, the Bruins need to come out and make a statement in Game 3. They were the best team in the regular season for a reason. And not only will they prevail, but they will do so on their terms with their best players dictating the style of play and putting the puck in the net, quite frankly, at the end of the day. The Bruins had this astronomical goal differential Yes, the Florida Panthers were a team that gave them problems in the regular season. They've continued to do so here in the postseason. But like I mentioned in yesterday's chat with Sarah Griffin, recapping game two, the Bruins proved that they were able to bounce back from losses during the regular season, particularly against the Florida Panthers. Back in November, they lost by a score of 5-2 to two in Florida 
They followed that up with an overtime win over the Carolina Hurricanes, a 3-1 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning, a 5-1 win over the Colorado Avalanche. Then they lost in a shootout to Vegas, came back, beat Colorado by a score of 4-0. They did lose against Arizona before beating Vegas and the Islanders in subsequent games. So that's following up a loss to the Panthers by going 4-0-1 over their next five games. And it's something they need to come out and do here tonight. Following up that loss with an emphatic response, similar to what the Toronto Maple Leafs did. I know it's difficult to hear. The Bruins need to play more like the Maple Leafs, but their big five was incredibly dominant. And yes, the Bruins likely will be without Patrice Bergeron for game three, but they still have that core that needs to step up. Brad Marchand, David Pasternak, Charlie McAvoy, David Krejci. Those guys need to put in big games here tonight. And sure, it's going to be a road game, but let's be honest. Uh, There's a huge difference between um, playing a road game in Florida compared to other places. It's, It's just not the same. And the Bruins will likely have a pretty healthy contingent of black and gold in the stands. And let's not forget that they were one of the best road teams in the NHL this past season. Um, So add that all up, and the Bruins should and really must make a statement here in Game 3. They can't afford to go down 2-1 in this series with Game 4 still to be played on home ice. I had originally predicted a five-game series, probably looking more like six, but hey, if the Bruins hold their own on the road like they have all season long, then it should be still possible to win in five games. Again, the Boston Bruins away record this season was tops in the NHL, 31-8-2. So they are well prepared for whatever faces them here on the road. And there should be a pretty healthy contingent of Bruins fans in the stands with secondary market tickets available at very affordable prices if you want to hop on a plane and head down there for game uh, three tonight in Florida. I'm going to talk about some potential lineup changes that I would like to see here for tonight's game. But first, a quick word about today's sponsor, which is eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your car to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit, or your money back. With over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. 
it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only for that money-back guarantee and exclusions do apply. Thank you so much again for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day. Everydayers can expect, obviously, a full show on Monday, but I might jump on YouTube and go live here after Game 3. So be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Click that little bell so you get notifications when new episodes are up. If you can't watch tonight's game and you're on the road somewhere, out and about, be sure to check out the Bruins broadcast of the game on the SXM radio app so that you can keep yourself posted on everything that's going on in Game 3. Now, after Game 2, Jim Montgomery said that the team's performance caused him to consider whether or not to make changes up and down the lineup. I don't think it's necessary to reinvent the wheel. You've had some pretty consistent lines in place all season long and that have been practicing here in the postseason. I've seen some suggestions of maybe moving David Krejci up to the top line, bumping Pavel Zaka down. For me, I'm not really keen on touching the top six. I say keep Marchand, Zaka, and DeBrusque together. Keep Bertuzzi up with Krejci and Pasternak. Heck, I'd even keep Hall, Coyle, and Frederick together. The top nine has been playing pretty well, creating some opportunities. And again, some of those guys have been playing with each other for the majority of the season. There's no need to tinker too much at this point. However, I would make some changes on the fourth line. With all due respect to Nick Felino. For me, I would inject some much-needed energy, speed, checking with Jacob Lauko. He played so great down the stretch in the regular season and really showed that he earned the right to play in some playoff games here. I'm not saying bench Felino indefinitely, but you need that energy boost tonight. Felino can bring that, of course. He can check. He can forecheck. He can drop the gloves when necessary. But that extra element of speed on the fourth line, I think, should uh, give Lauko the edge here for Game 3. You could, I guess, keep Felino in the lineup and put Lauko in for Hathaway if you want to keep Felino's you know, leadership presence out there in the absence of Patrice Bergeron. Felino, not a de facto captain per se, but obviously he has those leadership qualities that are beneficial. Do you want that removed with Bergeron presumably still out of the lineup? Maybe not. So Hathaway could be a guy uh, that you take out in favor of Lauko. But I still like, you know, Hathaway was acquired from the Washington Capitals for a reason. Physical doesn't back down from anybody and can chip in offensively at times. Uh, so my preference just, you know, lineup wise, the guys who will perform on the ice is to get Lauko in there. Now, Oscar Steen was recalled on 
an emergency basis. Not sure if that's because somebody else is banged up or because of just the fact they want to get him in the lineup. He had three games with the Bruins this season, scored his first goal of the year in a shootout win on April 2nd against the Blues. 14 goals, 17 assists for 31 points with Providence this season as well. Very capable shooter, scorer. Uh, but for that extra bit of oomph, I'd prefer to have Lauko in the lineup. And he had more games down the stretch for the Bruins. When it comes to defensively, Forbort, we know him, we love him. I, I'm leaning towards removing him from the lineup in favor of Matt Grizzlick. Put Matt Grizzlick up there with Charlie McAvoy. They are... Such a good defensive pairing. And one of Boston's big issues in game two was breakouts, turnovers, inability to get the puck up the ice with efficiency. And that's Matt Grizzlick's game. That's what he brings to the table. I don't really think the penalty kill is going to suffer. It didn't down the stretch with Forbort out of the lineup. I think they had a stretch of like 43 of 44 power plays killed. And yes, we love his shot blocking. We love Darla. We love what he brings to the table. But the Bruins, especially against these Panthers, need that puck moving ability on the back end. And Matt Grizzlick brings that to the table. Lindholm, Carlo, Orlov, Clifton, you can interchange those guys. But I want Grizzlick starting with McAvoy on the top pair. In net, I don't think game two was on Allmark at all. Again, there were that massive number of turnovers, 15, I believe. The Bruins defenseman left him out to dry on a number of occasions. Having said that, I wouldn't have any hesitation turning to Swayman if Allmark lets in a goal or two early in the first period. And I could see a situation where Swayman does play in the series or in, you know, the postseason in general. The Bruins had that rotation going through the postseason, but oh, sorry, through the regular season. But part of that was to keep Allmark fresh for the playoffs. So, yes, it's playing a stretch of three games and five nights. There'll be another game on Sunday before they get a couple extra days off with game five set for Wednesday. But still the reason they did that rotation was partly to keep guys fresh and optimized for when the games matter most. There's no reason right now to remove Linus Ulmark. Game two was not on him, but again, I would not hesitate to turn to Jeremy Swayman if necessary in game three. So those are the changes I would make. A couple small ones, but could have a great impact, especially on defense, bringing Matt Grizzlick in for Derek Forbort and uh, put Lauko in there for an energy boost. Felino didn't play much down the stretch because of injury. Didn't play at all, I guess, since the end of February. Uh, you've already got Taylor Hall still trying to find his legs. You don't need Felino and Forbort as well. Give them the extra day off. Bring in 
some energy guys, some guys who can move the puck and uh, reap the rewards. And again, it's more up to Jake DeBrusque, Brad Marchand, David Krejci, David Pasternak, Charlie Coyle. These core guys who have been here for a while to make a statement against the Panthers tonight like Toronto's core five did against the Tampa Bay Lightning last night. I want to talk a little bit about Patrice Bergeron and answer a very important mailbag question here in a moment. But thank you so much once again for making Lockdown Bruins part of your day every single day. After game three tonight, I'm planning to go live on YouTube. So do subscribe to the YouTube channel so that you don't miss that as well as all the breaking news and uh, the podcast on there as well, alongside your favorite podcast app. Okay, so there has been a lot of talk about Patrice Bergeron playing in Montreal. Was that a mistake? There was a tweet circulating yesterday pointing to the hockey fights cancer video back in October where Patrice Bergeron was seen holding a sign saying, I fight for my dad. Now, I'm not entirely comfortable commenting, speculating, or assuming where anyone is at in their health journey, specifically when it comes to cancer. All we know is that Bergeron had that sign. He was playing for his dad. It's a very personal thing, unless Bergeron wants to share, unless the family makes a statement. It's a very personal thing. Having said that, his dad, his mom, his sibling was in attendance in Montreal, and it, of course, was very important for Bergeron to play in that game against the Montreal Canadiens, whether it be for his family, whether it be possibly his final game in the regular season in his home province. He clearly has the right to choose when he wants to play. And hopefully he's back in the lineup soon. Hopefully his father is doing okay. And again, I don't want to assume or speculate where someone is at in their health journey. It's a very personal thing. Something that longtime followers of the podcast, or if you know me from Twitter from several years back, you know, our family experienced that. And uh, we were fairly open about the experience, celebrated the recovery, but I don't want Bergeron to be in a position where he's having to talk about this without it being on his own volition. The end of the day, we hope Bergeron is healthy soon, that he's able to play for the Boston Bruins in the postseason, and that everyone in his family is doing all right as well. And he clearly had the right to choose when he wants to play. It's unfortunate that he was banged up, that he had this illness. And we just wish him and his family all the best, always, full stop. It's bigger than hockey. 
And I keep going back to that Instagram story I referenced on yesterday's podcast. Bruins tuned by Florida in game two. Tyler Bertuzzi's partner posted an Instagram story the very next morning before they skated, before they left for Florida of Bertuzzi cuddling with his infant, the smile on his face. That at the end of the day is what matters most. I wanted to end with a very important mailbag question that I got via Twitter DM uh, from at Carl with a K 91. They said, I feel like you're the only one who will understand this. I know I'm not the only one because I've seen these discussions on Twitter. They said, I wore my DeBrusque jersey on Monday and the Bruins won. I wore it again on Wednesday and they got demolished. Do I switch it up for tonight? Feel like I'm overthinking this, but I also feel I'm uh, not at the same time. My friends laugh at me, Sam being ridiculous, but I still blame myself for game seven in 2019 for switching things up. Would love your input. Thank you. Your fan, Carl. Thank you so much, Carl. Very much appreciate it. I had this debate myself for game one. I wore the boys t-shirt, which you can see here. If you're watching on YouTube game two, all I wore was this Bruins hat. So clearly I'm going back to the boys t-shirt for game three to get the vibes going. It's a conundrum when you wear the same thing for both a win and a loss. For me, at that point, it's a toss-up. Go with whatever you think will make the my, the vibes sorry, most immaculate. I fully confess that my vibes were not great yesterday after the Game 2 loss, but I am feeling better today. I think the Bruins are going to come out and make that statement against the Panthers. If DeBrusque worked for the win and the loss... Go back to DeBrusque if you want. Put on something else if you want. At the end of the day, obviously, it doesn't really matter. But go with whatever makes you feel most comfortable heading into Game 3. For me, easy decision. I wore the shirt when they won Game 1. Going back to it for Game 3. Unwashed, I should add. All right, that's it, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Game 3 preview episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Catch me after the game, hopefully celebrating a win. And uh, we will be back also with a regular episode on Monday to recap whatever happens in Game 4. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And uh, we'll talk to you again here on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.